This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the near hash mark, the rain is lightened up. Good snap, good hold. Kick is on its way. The game winner, and it is good! The Tennessee Titans in overtime have knocked off the L.A. Chargers 27-24. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, yeah, Jake, bring it on. Eagle from 4 for 4 stops by in 20 minutes talking week 3 in the NFL. The Glass Man, P.J. Glasser, 40 minutes from now talking the big college football slate this weekend. Power Hour, final hour featuring all our bets for tonight and the games we've already bet for week 3 in the NFL. Uh, over the course of yesterday, Ken, and uh, ooh, this is popping up, Kareem Hunt currently visiting with the Cleveland Browns after Jamie said it in the last segment. Mm. Maybe, maybe that'd be something the Browns would be interested in doing. So uh, we'll see if that happens. Obviously, waiver claims going in today for Jerome Ford. They signed Kareem Hunt today. That would be that would be something. I think a lot of pe- fantasy players would be, would be pretty upset. Uh, but over the course of the last show plus, we've talked a lot about the Chargers game from Sunday, and I'm phrasing it that way purposefully, um, about the Chargers losing. How about how about the fact that the Tennessee Titans won the game? That like Mike Vrabel's yeah. an awesome coach, and, and Tennessee wins a game as an underdog at home to avoid going zero and two. And this like Vrabel's awesome, um, and that sets us up for Tennessee's game this week against the Cleveland Browns. So we got four games to hit P square B square to wrap up Week Three in the National Football League. From that perspective, the Browns and the Titans. The Packers and the Saints, the Seahawks and the Panthers, and then Sunday Night Football in Vegas with the Raiders and the Steelers. So let's start here with Cleveland and Tennessee. Jake, let's fade up the recommends. And Ken, let's, uh, let's have a conversation about this game early on in the week where uh, Cleveland, and I'll, Ken, you can kind of like go through like all the line movement here, basically all in favor of Tennessee. But as we sit right now at BetMGM, Cleveland minus three, minus 110. So the Browns a flat three-point home favorite against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. The total here, 39 and a half. Obviously, no Nick Chubb for the rest of the season for Cleveland. And Deshaun Watson, the early returns not great through two games for Watson this season. So again, Browns minus three, 39 and a half. Can pen, pencil, blood, or blank on the Browns and the Titans in Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I think you, uh, I think you have a really... Maybe not a tough decision, but like a really interesting decision to make in this game. Uh, I think this point spread of Cleveland minus three, I mean, there's just no way to argue it. It represents like an incredible downgrade of Cleveland uh, after what we've seen in the first two weeks. I mean, you, you just you compare spreads to performances. There's there's just I don't care how hurt Burrow was or how much they own the, the Cincinnati Bengals. You, you can't go from like pick against Cincinnati and then the spread that we saw last night favored on the road in a division game against a pretty good team 
to just three at home against this. I mean, you just, you can't do that without having looked really bad, right? So this is a case where like the market had kind of viewed Cle Cleveland a certain way and they performed, I think, much worse, especially Watson has performed much worse than we thought. And you also have the added kind of not bonus, but uh, extra, you know, potential angle in this game of like Cleveland played an absolute brawl on Monday night football and now they play Sunday, like, and that's kind of tough. And so early in the season, like I, our favorite words, spot, everything about this, how Cleveland has played recently, how Deshaun has played recently, that they played Monday night, everything kind of lines up to, I think, create a situation where at more than three, people were really interested in taking Tennessee in the game. And, you know, the the look ahead market, and I, I don't use this as a way to make a bet, but I, it's just like worth noting, like just how much Cleveland is being downgraded. And you have to figure out whether you agree with that. Like this was probably going to be like four and a half. Um, if Cleveland gave you like a better performance on Monday night and, and realistically, and they didn't, and that's why you get what you get. And Tennessee looked probably a little better than people thought. And that's why you get what you get. So it, with it now sitting on the key number of three, I, I think your choice in this game is honestly just like, do you want to bet Cleveland? Yes or no. I mean, I think that's like the, I, I don't know what the case is for Tennessee. It's like, well, Watson stinks. Be like, yeah. And they're, they just got downgraded like they're the Texans or something. Like we all got it. He's bad. We all watch the game. That's why it's three. Now what? Now what are you going to do? It's like, I, I think it's bet Cleveland or nothing. So I, my, my, the sort of fun thing in this game, some of the threes on the Tennessee side have gotten bet to the point that like, if like, let's say Cleveland gets an unexpectedly bad injury report beyond the things we already know, two and a half ever in this game. That's now, now we're talking now that's a buy on Cleveland for me. If we're going to get less than this number, I think this is like a sound adjustment to how bad Watson has been. And I, I don't disagree with it that much two and a half i think is like a big time love cleveland bet three i think is like do you really want to bet deshaun watson minus three against anybody right now or is this like season going to circle the drain and they're going to fire stefanski and this whole thing's going to get off the rails like that's possible and uh so i think it's it's cleveland or nothing for me i'd be much more interested in cleveland obviously at a worse number so what would uh what's your buy point on cleveland two and a half <laughs> two and a half on the cleveland browns uh do you yeah. have a projected point spread for this game? I do. Well, if you just use the closes for the two teams, it's Cleveland minus six and a half is what you're supposed to get. So I, uh, Cause I, like, well, cause just think I, about it. Like, like pick yeah. Cincinnati two on the road, Pittsburgh home. And think about what the saints were against Tennessee. Is there any, and I understand the saints are two and oh, I don't care. Like, is there anyone that thinks the saints are better than the Browns ever? They're not sorry. Like they're not, they're just not. And uh, like they're they're actually both kind of similarly constructed. They both have brutal quarterback play, and both teams' defenses are unbelievable. <laughs> like that's actually they're actually constructed almost the same way. Uh, and Cleveland's better. So like just like that you're getting this is just updating as we kind of like see more of Cleveland, and as we're kind of like not really happy with what we're seeing. So I uh, I put my finger on the scale right when I was making a projected point spread for this game with the Browns and the Titans, and I I downgraded Cleveland. I also like bumped up Tennessee who probably, I, I, maybe they should have won, maybe they should have, but I thought acquitted themselves, aside from Tannehill. Like, that was the thing with week one, was Tennessee wins that game if Tannehill plays halfway decent. And yeah. then he bounced back, which we've seen him do throughout the course of his career. And I think probably the Tannehill you're going to get is probably closer to week two than week one. Maybe he's not as good as he was against the Chargers, but I don't think he'll be as bad as he was against the Saints again this year. So I bumped up Tennessee a little bit. Obviously, I downgraded Cleveland. I still got to the Browns more than a three-point favorite. I have Cleveland minus three and a half as the number of this game for me. So I think, like, based on what you're telling me, and especially that you're saying that you've got the board up, right? 
and Tennessee's getting bet a little bit at three. Maybe a two and a half appears. Like, two and a half, that's a definite buy point on Cleveland. But I will say, if we get to Sunday and the number's just Cleveland minus three and the injury stuff remains static, I'm, I'm going to lay the Browns here. Like, this is definitely Cleveland or nothing for me. And, yeah, I, I, like, actually, I will bet Cleveland if three is the only number. If we never get two and a half, Ken, I will bet the Browns minus three. Haven't yet, okay. but I will. Yeah, d- don't blame you. Uh, these are, th- these week three and even the conversations we'll have next week, they're so interesting because you're just, think about it, you're just working with such incomplete information. Some teams that are playing even this week, okay, cool, you have two games. Maybe they were against two really bad teams. Maybe they are against two really good teams. You know, like think about what New England's had to do the first couple weeks. And then you, you kind of look at Cleveland and you go, you know, it's funny that we're talking about, we're using words like how much they downgrade and, uh, and buy point and all these things that indicate that Cleveland's been so bad and like absolutely could have won the game last night. And like, smashed Cincinnati. <laughs> so it's just, it's funny that like we're using this language. You would think we were talking about like an 0-2 team that had been outscored by 100 points or something, but we're not. Um, and I think it's just because the quarterback play has been not that it's the worst in the league or anything, but it's so much worse than we expected it to be. That that's why, like, I mean, Cleveland going into the year, very high win total, reasonable odds to win the division. I mean, they're rated with like one of the best eight to 10 teams in the league, right? And how, and again, you're saying like Browns by three, it's because how can you rate Cleveland like that now? Like you, you just, you just can't, but it's just how much are you downgrading them? Like how much, like, it's just, that's the question. It's, we, we almost certainly know that Cleveland is worse than we thought going into the season with that, with that win total and that projection and those odds. We know they're worse. Are they a little worse or a lot worse? And that's like Watson's play. I'll end up answering a lot of those questions. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday, P-squared, B-squared, week three in the NFL, talking the Browns and the Titans. Uh, we'll talk about T.J. Watt when we do the Steelers game coming up against the Raiders and P-squared, B-squared awards coming up on Thursday in a couple days here on the show. Last night did not feel like a great game for Miles Garrett's Defensive Player of the Year candidacy, right? Sure. Especially going, especially with TJ Watt on the other side. I got messaged lost. by a couple people like, "Is yeah. is Miles Garrett playing in the game? Like, did he get hurt? Like, is, we haven't said they haven't said his name at all." And then you juxtapose that against the game that TJ Watt had, basically destroyed the entire game for the Browns and like basically won the game for the Steelers. And what Micah Parsons has done doesn't really feel great at the moment if you were like wanting to back Miles Garrett Ken, to win Defensive Player of the Year. We could do more on this on Thursday, but just I just think that was interesting as well. Yeah, I think uh, you know I I saw you. I think you tweeted like, "Oh, the the Watt versus Parsons Defensive Player of the Year race is going to be awesome." And and you're right in just in that these are two very viable winners of the award, and they've had amazing statistical starts. You you do wonder like, are the Steelers going to win? They won last night. Are they going to win enough for Watt to win? That you would certainly have that concern more than you would have with Parsons and the Cowboys, who look like they're about to win about rip off about 14 wins this season or something. The way that they've started so far, um, I, I think. You know, Parsons is going to get the win threshold, no question. It's just, can he honestly avoid what happened to him last year? He was, I mean, we forget this. I was talking to somebody about this today who was like, uh, part like how is it not Parsons we'll have a conversation like you brought up Parsons for MVP I got like four notes from people in the last 24 hours that got bet a lot Parsons to win most valuable player not defensive player of the year like MVP of the league he was 200 to one in some places now he's like 40 in some places to win MVP and like I, I understand all the the bullishness like he's awesome um, but I just in terms of like well would you bet him or would you bet TJ Watt off of what we saw last night no, like, I, I think it's just, I think it's okay to look at award markets sometimes and just be like, yeah, market's got it right. Like, these are the two most likely players to win defense. Like, does anybody think they're not the two most likely players right now to win defensive player of the year? Like, a bet is created 
when you have a strong disagreement with how the market is pricing things versus how you price them. And I price TJ Watt as very close to Micah Parsons and likely to win defensive player of the year. And I price Parsons as the most likely player. Now you could be like, well, he should be even money or something. I don't know, man. Like it's such a long season. He was minus 600 in the middle of last season to win defensive player of the year and then got banged up and started not getting as many sacks. And Nick Bosa started getting a lot of sacks. And then all of a sudden, Nick Bosa's minus 600. Like it just, that can happen and you can't predict it. So I, I think it's okay that Parsons is one and that Watts three to one or four to one or whatever. It's okay that it's just, I think that's right. I think I think you think that too, that it's these two players and, and maybe a gap and then everybody else. I feel the same way. I think the problem with betting is so does the market. The market also feels that way, that it's these two players and then a gap and then everybody else. I wonder if John Watson will have more face mask penalties coming up on, on, on Sunday. Just like, just what, I mean, I, I, what a miserable game from him, just to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's like, we, we I know we've like kind of, we're down on him in the, in this segment too, but just, it's really like, it, you just can't do like any of the stuff that he did and win against like a, a team that was playing pretty well, would, you know, like on defense. Yeah. And, right. I mean, I mean like, and I know people have like, like driven the joke into the ground about how like he like, I, I didn't want to say it out loud, but like basically all the stuff that he gets away with, like the NFL saying that like, oh, actually it's not a big deal that he did this. He literally grabbed an official. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a narc. Like, I don't care that he did that. Right. But just like, how does, how does you he like get, Cleveland this like, week? I, <laughs> right? I, I, like I, 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 I feel like at some point I'm like I'm like Aaron Paul in Breaking Bad. Like how does he keep getting away with this? I'm Jesse Pinkman. How does he keep getting away with this man? Like how, how does he get away with it? That being said, Titans pass funnel defense. The totals thirty nine and a half. Like I don't know. I just I I feel like the Browns might slam them. I really do. So I'm, well, I'm going to be Cleveland. You got to be real careful way, with, with thinking teams are going to slam Tennessee. This got you in a lot of trouble last week with how you thought a game was going to play out. Like you were like Brandon Staley and the Chargers should win. The, they should slam Tennessee. They should win by a million points, except it's Brandon Staley and they were stupid. And it's like if Stefanski and Deshaun Watson were stupid and they didn't slam, like, would you really be surprised by this? Honestly, like I three is it's like close to a bet for me on Cleveland. Like I, I get the appeal. Obviously, two and a half is way better. I'm not as like bullish on like, oh man, Cleveland minus three. Like, oh yes. Just, I, man, a lot of the sortable stats on Watson so far, just like all the EPA statistics, like, you know, just all, all the stuff is like, it's like Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and him. Like, that's what, like, that's how bad it's been. So just like, if that's true, can't it be three <laughs> like against a really well-coached team that does this all the time? Like it can't just be three, like two and a half, two and a half. I'm with you on that, but three, like I'm not, I get it. I think maybe, maybe we're supposed to buy Cleveland soon. Maybe it's now, but uh, oh man, if the quarterback's going to be that, that's tough. Yeah. His movement in the pocket's still really good. And then just throws the football. He does terrible. think sometimes like, where you're like, oh, him. Oh, he's like, yeah, he's like Deshaun Watson. His like, he's pretty good. His yeah. movement's amazing in the like, like you watch him like and he like like slips in between two defenders or spins around and gets out of something. Then he throws the pass, and he's Uncle Rico. <laughs> it just it's been tough. I mean, maybe and so just the last thing is again incomplete information. We haven't seen everybody play every type of team yet. We're gonna go a long time without seeing that. Played Cincinnati. They played Pittsburgh. Two divisional teams that have seen that have seen this coaching staff a bunch. Pittsburgh got a great defense. Cincinnati last year had a pretty good defense. We'll see if they have pretty good defense this year. Like, may, maybe they're much better than this. 
and we just aren't going to know. Like, we're just not going to know. Like, you're playing on Cleveland because you're like, those two games aren't representative of, like, really what they are, and now it's a little bit of a drop-down in competition. We will continue on P-squared, B-squared, Packers and the Saints, Seahawks and the Panthers, the Raiders and the Steelers, coming up next hour on the show. But joining us, coming up next, is our pal John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts. We'll talk bets for Week 3 in the National Football League with our pal John next on You Better You Bet. <laughs> 